Hey friend, welcome to Friday, February, almost said September, February the 10th. I'm so glad you joined me for today's episode of Enough for Today. And um, we're just doing a simple thing here. We're just going through the Psalms, we're not trying to be flashy or impressive. We're just slow walking, meditating on God's truth, one bite at a time, and tasting of his goodness every day. We're keeping our hearts and our minds aimed at him in a world that is more and more coming undone. Now it's Friday, which means we're coming into the weekend and uh, it's a different weekend and I wanna take a minute and especially visit with those of you that are part of our church family and tell you what to expect. Um, I, uh, Dana and I, the next two Sundays are taking a break. We do this at the end of every Febu February, about three years into my time in Connecticut, I realized if I was going to survive and not give up on the Northeast weather I was gonna have to get out of it a little bit during winter. Uh, maybe you're tougher than me. I gladly admit uh, that's just, I just realized for my own mental and emotional health and, and, and sustainability, that's what I needed to do. And so going back about eight years now, every end of February, we take two weeks and spend that time together and renew our, our souls and refresh ourselves. So that's what we're doing the next couple of weeks. Now, the reason it's unusual right now, the reason I feel a little bit bad about it is between November and now, I've just had a, a few more absences than I normally would have. Um, all of those were ministry related. Uh, none of them were, were just relaxa relaxation or vacation. They were all expending for kingdom purposes. Uh, but nonetheless, being away on a Sunday bothers me. It may not bother you as much as it bothers me. Maybe it does, I don't know. But uh, I did want, to explain what's going on. Uh, I didn't feel it would be fair just because I had a couple of absences November to January to miss this time with Dana. It wouldn't be fair to her, but it also wouldn't be good for us, uh, my soul. Um, so this is not ministry time. The next two weeks, uh, Thursday, Friday, today is, but then after about two o'clock this afternoon, it's two weeks of restful break. And, uh, and so Pastor Derek will be preaching on Sunday and then Pastor Stephen the following Sunday. Um, we will be worshiping with you in spirit um, and missing being there. But at the same time, um, really deeply, very committed to not just being there all the time, but to two things. Number one, the long view, the long sustainability of our souls and our commitment to our church family um, and the health of our souls that we expend much and we need to renew much. Um, and so the last six months, predict, particularly between July and now, coming back from our sabbatical and, and now, has been a long push uh, with great intensity uh, for our school and our church. And so, um, so anyway, no complaints, just letting you know what's going on and uh, don't want you to, to worry that there's going to be a long, you know, continuing pattern of absences. This was just an unusual time, some opportunities that I felt like the Lord wanted to do. And, uh, and now a break. We come back uh, last Sunday of February. We have a great day planned. We'll resume our John study. And we've got a, a long season in John before we uh, take additional break time. So I'm um, looking very much forward to it. Thanks for your understanding. I've taken five minutes. I'm sorry, I should not have done that. Uh, but wanted you to know what's going on. We're in Psalm 71. And uh, I want you to look at, now we left off Verse 18 um, and 19, yesterday 19, thy righteousness, O God, is very high, who's done great things, O God, who is like unto thee. Now look at verse 20. 
thou which hast showed me great and sore troubles, interesting, shalt quicken me again and shalt bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Uh, so um, I want to pause there and just talk about these two verses briefly. This is interesting because he's talking about God's blessings. From my youth, God, you've taught me. You've given me your strength. You've sustained me. You're high. You've done great things. There's no one like you. Verse 20, the counter view. You've also showed me some pretty great sore troubles, great in magnitude, okay? You've, you, you've brought me through some deep valleys. Hey, by the way, I think this is in reference to the, to the now of his life. More recently, I've seen some pretty big burdens. I've experienced some pretty deep valleys. But what's he say? Now, this isn't wonderful. God, you're going to quicken me again. You're going to bring me up from the depths of the earth. Now, I think there's two senses to this. There's a near view and a, and a long view, okay? The long view is resurrection. Even in my death, even in my grave, I know, God, you're going you're gonna to raise me up. Resurrection is real. You're going to bring me up from the depths of the earth. And, and my, my next life is going to be far greater and more beautiful and wonderful than this life. So there's a long view of resurrection. We can de deeply take hope and anchor and embed our souls in that because this life is, is brief, okay? But I think there's also the near view that uh, the sense here is the psalmist is saying, right now I've gone through some depths of, of hardship, some great and sore troubles, but I know, God, this isn't the end. Uh, in my, even in my old age, you're going to quicken me. You're going to strengthen and renew me. You're going to give me renewed vision and renewed strength. You're going to enliven me again and bring me up from the depths of, uh, again, metaphorically speaking, this valley, this deep pit, this deep ditch, the depths of the earth, the pit concept that we've talked about before. God, you're going to bring me up and you're going to increase my greatness. Now, let me pause on the idea of greatness. What is he talking about? Because up to this point, he's talking about God's greatness, okay? Well, let's look at the sense of the word. <clears throat> it is um, dignity or majesty or mighty acts. God, you're going to give me the capacity to do great things. By God's definition, to do great works. Now, by the way, my friend, that doesn't mean greatness as an identity in horizontal identity structures. It doesn't mean I'm going to be powerful, world-changing, fabulously wealthy, um, and other people are going to admire me in the sense of greatness. That identity uh, journey is, is a dangerous one. We don't want to get on that track. I don't, I, we don't want to have this sense of I want to be great in the eyes of people. But desiring to do great works for a great God, now that is a good thing. And, and when you're tucking your children into bed at night and teaching them the goodness of God and praying with them and ministering to them, when you are speaking God's righteousness, when you're a testimony of God's goodness and faithfulness and power and strength to the next generation, you are engaging in great works. So what the psalmist is saying is, God, you're gonna re-energize me to, to great works once again. There's a new chapter. There's a next chapter. There's another assignment. And what encouragement is that as we age, that as long as we've got breath to breathe, words to speak, 
life to live, we can do great things in the great power, great strength of God in his great name. We will never fail, we'll never want, we'll never lack for an assignment of eternal significance. Man, what a great thing to think about this Friday. Engage that. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.